Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to a very special episode of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. Pleased to be joined by Justin Michael of DNVR Rams and Scott Nice, uh, CSU. You know, we worked at the Collegian, very knowledgeable rugby person. We got a special episode today. We're doing a snake draft. We're doing a snake draft. We're creating our own sevens team of former Ram greats. So thanks so much for joining me, guys. Looking forward to having you on. Looking forward to jumping into this. It's going to be a blast, man. Thanks for having us on. Looking forward to trying to use my CSU knowledge as a crutch for my lack of rugby knowledge here. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Colton. Just love talking about CSU, love talking about rugby. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thanks for joining me. Like I said, I'm very excited. I, I'm curious to know how you guys are feeling too, because I do have a little bit of butterflies in my stomach. You guys have some jitters too. I'm always nervous, dude. Whenever, whenever we record anything, I feel I get all sweaty. Like I could be incredibly knowledgeable about a subject, and I'd still feel on edge the entire time. Now I feel like I'm on the pressure seat because we've got an audience of rugby listeners. I don't want to, you know, be the guy that comes on and they're just like, listen to this babbling idiot who's watched, you know, three matches of rugby in his life, get him off here. <laughs> Even just snake drafts in general, I feel like no matter what you say, it's always going to be just room for error. So those are always fun and yeah. fun to get feedback on too. For sure. And with the added pressure that makes, you know, it makes, it ratchets things up a little bit. There's more, you know, you're going to make more mistakes, uh, but I'm excited for it. Uh, so we'll go ahead and lay some ground rules. So we're drafting a rugby sevens team. For those that don't know, probably have some new listeners to the show. Sevens rugby, seven on seven players on a full-side rugby field, uh, two seven-minute halves with a two-minute halftime. So as you can imagine, it's a lot of run. You need to be very athletic. You need to be very fit. Uh, you want guys generally, I'm not trying to blow anyone's draft up right now, uh, but generally you want guys that, you know, strong ball carriers, pretty fast, shifty, um, but they can make tackles too. It's a big one-on-one -on -one tackling game. Um and that, that's kind of Rugby Sevens in a nutshell. So I think I'd be interested to see what you guys do once we get into it. Uh, the prototypical athlete you kind of want is Scott, no bigger than probably what, like a tight end, defensive end guy. You don't, you surely don't want any linemen. Linemen don't really serve your purpose here in Sevens Rugby. So um, keep, that, keep that in mind as, as we kind of go through the draft. Hey, everyone, I just wanted to take a second and pop in here and talk a little bit about these snake drafts. We're going to be dropping several of these over the course of the next few weeks, and that's because it's summer, and summer is seven season in the world of rugby. The plan is to do one of these with every beat at DNVR, and we're starting this week because this weekend is the Quest for Gold Sevens in Los Angeles on Friday and Saturday. It will be streamed live on USA Rugby social media channels, so you can watch it for free. You can watch the USA men take on Argentina, Great Britain, Kenya, and Korea, and the USA women take on Great Britain, Kenya, and Jamaica in this last little tune-up before the Olympics get rolling in a month. If you haven't given rugby a chance, I encourage you to you know listen to this podcast, watch the sevens this weekend, and see what you think about the picks we make today. See if you think you can recognize a translation. See how the skills would would you know cross over into rugby. Uh, we'll put out a, a snake draft every week up until the Olympics where you can watch the men and women make a push for a medal. Uh, and I also wanted to let everybody know that this CSU snake draft is presented by Hampton Inn and Suites, Denver Cherry Creek. Hampton Inn and Suites, Denver Cherry Creek is an official hotel partner of Infinity Park and the Colorado XOs. The snake draft's kind of in the spirit of the crossover academy and what's going on with the Colorado XOs. So if you're looking for a place to stay while you're in town watching rugby for a weekend near Infinity Park, you always have a place to stay with Hamden Inn and Sweets, Denver Cherry Creek. I hope everybody enjoys this CSU Rugby 7 snake draft. Uh, before we jumped on air, drew some numbers out of a cup. So the draft order will be, let me write this down so I don't forget. Scott, Justin, and then me. So because it's a snake draft and it'll work backwards, it'll go me, Justin, and Scott, and we'll do that all the way through our seven picks. So I'm going to do my best to keep track of it, guys. I'll need some help, I'm sure, uh, so make sure you're taking notes. Um, but I think that's it. And the other ground rule we laid is no Ben Pinkelman. Ben Pinkelman, obviously, CSU alumni, plays sevens in the Olympics. He plays for USA. Uh, he would obviously be the first pick, and he'd be the best sevens rugby player that we could pick from. But we're, we're going to do uh, other athletes instead. I like it. I mean, we're, we're, the whole point is talking about the cross collaboration stuff. I mean, it's in, 
spirit of, of what's happening here in, in the Mile High City and, you know, what we're trying to accomplish with, you know, the DMVR rugby stuff. So I think it's going to be a fun side one. And no disrespect to Pinkelman. He's obviously the GOAT, but he, he kind of ruins the exercise. Who knows? Maybe he'll be listening in and he can give us his thoughts on a, on a potential CSU athlete, sevens team. Obviously him being at the coach position if, if it comes to that. Yeah. <laughs> A player coach, that's a big thing in rugby. You know, you know, well, Scott, like that's a, that's a position that exists across a lot of different levels. So we could have Pinkelman be the player coach. Uh, so just, just keep that in mind. Pinkelman's a player coach. You, you might call his own number in baseball. Like don't, can't the managers like technically pencil themselves in? Isn't that why they dress up in their baseball gear? I think they just do it. Cause it's cute. <laughs> this, the gear Baseball's looks comfortable. Romantic. The beer, the, the gear looks comfortable. I will say that. So, that's the ground rules. Hopefully that makes sense to everybody. And I guess with that, we'll go ahead and turn it over to Scott for the first overall pick in the 2021 CSU uh, Ram Sevens team. Drum roll. Yeah. So for my first pick, I think I have to go with Cecil Sapp. And I have a couple reasons Ooh. behind this. So, um, yeah. And so, obviously, phenomenal with ball in hand. That's a huge aspect of sevens. You're going to have to play the field. You're going to have to pass. And all that stuff would come with practice. But one thing that I think might be overlooked in this draft a little bit is the amount of stamina that's required to play sevens. Because it's the same size field as a normal 15s game. So you're running the entire time. And one thing when I was doing a little bit of research, Sap has the longest TD in CSU or rushing TD in CSU history with 89 yards. And that just kind of stands out. Yeah, against Virginia, and that just stands out. So he's able to run. He's able to get there. He's able to get up and down the field in a, in a sevens game, hypothetically. So I think he'd be just a monster on offense, and just with his size, he could easily transition to defense, figuring out that open field tackling. So that's who I'm taking with number one. That's a, that's very, a good pick. That's a very solid Open pick, Scott. Right I will say, yes, that he was on my list for sure. Uh, so I'm not surprised to see him go first overall. Any concerns about so I, I had Cecil obviously on, on my targets, but you guys you guys know rugby a lot better than me. Cecil obviously he'd be really hard to bring down, really physical. I think he'd be good on the defensive side too. But he didn't have like elite breakaway speed. I know that's kind of contradicting the fact that he had the longest rushing touchdown in CSU football history, but you know, probably more like a I, I don't have his combine numbers, but you know, probably more like a four seven type speed guy. So when you're, I would say the argument to that is when you're on the one-on-ones, you can kind of create your own space. So he may not be able to beat someone necessarily like with the breakaway speed that you were talking about or juke them out of their shoes. But if you look at someone currently on the seventh circuit, Danny Barrett, he's a huge guy, just massive powerhouse. And he will run through people. And if people do bring him down, people are running right off his shoulders for his offload. So kind of my sense on that was he'd be able to create that separation. He may not be able to beat people out of their shoes, but he'd have that stamina and that separation that could if it doesn't set himself up it could set up his teammates which is just as important in sevens i think on that same note too is it's nice to have guys that light it up like carlin isles is a home run hitter and we'll finish all your runs off but like that can be a disadvantage too at some points i'm sure you know i'm talking about scott like if somebody does break a long one and they don't you know they don't finish it then he's got no support and you turn the ball over and granted it's very deep um but that's still a, a you know a, an instance you could have scored on if you had some support. So maybe the fact that Cecil Sap isn't you know beating anyone you know on a hundred meter dash is kind of a good thing because it does allow for some support. And he he's a guy for sure that can fracture the defense, which is what you're always trying to do. So I see what you're saying, Justin, but I think that also makes sense. And to Scott's point. All right, so I'm up now. Yeah. I, got, I got the second pick. You're up, Justin. I, I am going way back, um, way back to the 50s, actually. I'm going to take Jack Christensen, one of the greatest all-around athletes in the history of CSU. He was, you know, there when it was Colorado A&M. Um, the track field is named after him because that's how he started, ended up getting scattered by Harry Hughes. They brought him on. Went on to become the Devin Hester of his era in the NFL. 46 career interceptions, but was a guy that they literally had to change schemes on how they punted the ball because he was just one of those guys where you could not punt it to him or he was going to burn you. To me, he feels like he would be really good on this. He's the DB, 6'1", 205, so he's got that tackling background. You know, he's not going to be a liability there, but he's shifty. He's fast. He's going to be able to make plays. And, you know, I got to respect a Rams legend, so I'm going Jack Christensen. 
I think that's a home run pick, Justin, to be quite honest. And a big part of the reason is because, like you just said, he was a, he was a track star, played football. I like the defensive aspect, like the fact that he's a defensive back. I think tackling is super important in sevens, which is what I'll get into when I get to my pick and my next two picks, I guess, here in the next couple of minutes. But I like that he doesn't like he's not he wasn't a specialized guy, you know, like he didn't specialize in one sport. I feel yeah. like that's something you have going for you. That's just something that, you know, it's a sought after trait in rugby. Uh, guys that can do a little bit of everything, that's what you need in sevens. And I think that, you know, I think you got it with uh, with Jack Christensen there. Yeah, he was definitely on my list, so I'm a little bummed he snagged him that early. I thought he was going to fall a little farther, but um, I, I love <laughs> that pick. I mean, track athletes are so just phenomenally athletic, and they make great transition rugby players when they're coached to play rugby. And especially like what you were talking about earlier, he has that defensive mindset. He has that footwork skill and those are all just such hallmarks of the game of seven so being able to expose that early on especially someone like with such a prolific career as a ram i think is a phenomenal pick all right uh good pick justin i'm gonna go ahead and kick it over to me now i guess uh so this is kind of I, i'm in like a predicament here because i'm right on the edge right so i can take i can get the two guys i want to take they're still on the board thankfully but who do i want who do i want to take in the first round i feel like that carries a little bit of extra weight so I think I'm actually going to go uh, Joey Porter. I'm going to go Joey Porter because he is a short tackler. I, I, he's a guy I believe that has the stamina, played a lot of linebacker, played it, you know, three down linebacker. And I think it's something that's helpful with him is too, is like, didn't he play in the safeties when he first got to CSU? Is that correct? Yeah, he was, he was a, well, like kind of all over, just like a safety type, type of guy. guy. Yeah, like safety, the, you know, transitioned into defensive end where he was, just an absolute beast for some of those late 90s CSU teams. And like you said, transitioned over to linebacker where he was very successful, multi Pro Bowl, Super Bowl winner. Exactly. And a dude that would absolutely lay the wood. Exactly. So you need a couple of those guys too. And that's what I'm saying. I'm going to try to build my, I think I'm going to try to build my team. I'll tip my hand a little bit here. I want short tacklers and I want a lot of active guys. And Joey Porter is like the first guy that, you know, if he was available when I was my turn to pick, I was going to pick him. Uh, so I'm taking Joey Porter. What do you think about that, Scott? I think, I mean, I believe he also started as a wide receiver when he first came to CSU. So he's got those, uh, those good hands, go. which in, in sevens, you live or die by your drop balls. So, I mean, that's a huge thing to consider. And so, yeah, you really kind of covered all the all the aspects in, in Joey. So I think that's a great pick. One of the uh, the largest human beings when I was an intern for CSU football, Joey Porter was – coaching came back actually finishing up his degree on the Jim McElwain staff and he'd come in there and he'd be like you know hey Joey how's it going and you know hey like his voice is just like insanely low but I just remember shaking his hand one time and his fingers being like three inches down my wrist and just being like if you wanted to you could pick me up with one hand and just like crumble me into a little ball yeah See, I'll take that guy on my rugby team 10 times out of seven I'll take him any day of the week <laughs> uh, you don't need to be big to play sevens but it certainly does help, which is just kind of the mantra for anything, right? You don't need to be big to play in the NFL either, but that helps too, right? So some good size, some some big hands, you can catch a rugby ball. I like that. And to, I guess leading into my, my first pick of the second round, uh, I'm going to kind of go on that same path. I want a guy that can play both ways. So I'm going Kevin McDougal. Uh, obviously, obviously running back, he, he can run the ball, but he didn't start out as a running back. He's another guy that started out as a safety. And when I was doing my research, digging through the archives of CSU football, I saw that he had a 22 tackle game against Nebraska in 1996. So if you give, if you give me a guy, don't look up the final score on that game, by the way. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't Kevin McDougal's fault, right? (laughs) He was doing his part. He was making tackles that day. Uh, Give me a guy that, that makes 22 tackles in a football game and he'll be just fine in a sevens match. You know, you know, Scott, there's there's a lot of times you make a tackle, you get up and, and you're expecting someone on your team to help you. And it's just like, well, crap, it's me again. I got to make a tackle again. So give me a guy that can make 22 tackles in a football game and tote the rock like Kevin McDougal. Uh, and, and I'm very happy with my first two picks. I mean, going back to we talked about Danny Barrett earlier and going off kind of your just you want guys that make can make tackles. There's one um, thing I remember. I forget what tournament it was in, but Danny Bear broke his arm, goes down, is getting attacked or talked to by the physio on the side of the field. There's a breakaway from the other team. He gets up, makes the game or try saving tackle with a broken arm with one arm. And so 
I mean, 22 tackles, tackling with a broken arm, kind of on the same wavelength there. So I think that's a great angle to go for as you're uh, continuing to draft your team. That was a great face, Justin. That did happen. That was not even that long ago. That was, what, like two or three years ago? Yeah, <laughs> that was it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in sports. Danny Barrett's so cool. a monster. Yes, yeah. he, he's a, he, Kevin McDougal's Danny Barrett-esque. I feel like there's a one more guy on the board at least that, that kind of resembles more of Danny Barrett to me. Um, I'm hoping he'll still be there when it's my turn to pick again. But for now, uh, we'll go ahead and jump back over to Justin for his second round pick. I'm torn here because there are a couple of guys who I like a lot. Um, and I have a feeling that one of, if you know, one of them is not going to be there by the time I come around again. But one of the guys I just want because I just want his attitude. And uh, so I'm going to go quarterback Bradley Van Pelt. Greatest rushing quarterback in in CSU football history, you know one of those kind of like Tebow esque players. You know, really physical. I think he would handle the the defensive side well. Like I don't foresee tackling being an issue for Bradley Van Pelt, the kind of guy that'll spike a football off an opponent's face just because he can. Then he'll insult them to the local paper. So I want that. <laughs> I need that nastiness. You know, if this is rugby, we need a little bit of chip on our yes. shoulders. BVP is going to get everybody going. That was a great, that was a great pick. Justin obviously he was on my list uh, for his attitude, for his ability to run the ball. And correct me if I'm wrong, but when he went to the Broncos, did he not try to play safety? Like after it was clear he wasn't writing was kind of on the wall. He wasn't going to make it as a quarterback. He was like, you know, I could play safety too. I feel like they he, tried a little bit. They tried like defense, and I think they tried to give him some tight end snaps. I think they tried to move him on the defensive side, but it just didn't work out. He ended but, up going and playing overseas. There's like a clip of him from. It's like the Italian football league where he's just like running through like nine people. It was, it was kind of embarrassing, but. But see, guys that take on like that initiative or they're not afraid to stick their nose in there and try like all that different stuff, like that's a good sevens player. Absolutely. He just feels like a good fit. He, he is. He was on my list. I was expecting to do a lot more of like. That was a horrible pick. I thought we were they were gonna, but we're not there yet. Maybe as we get a little dip, little bit deeper, it will be like I don't, I don't see that. But uh, I mean, just kind of based on, I feel like we we have similar boards. Um, I should ask real quick: Are we are we just drafting seven? Or are we doing like with subs? We'll do seven, and then at the end we can do some like honorable mention people okay. that that just barely missed the cut. We can go through all that for sure. You got anything to add about BVP, uh, Scott? I think I think you would probably playing your uh, your nine or ten role like your scrum half fly half role just you want that visionary you want that person that can act he, as that he's link gotta be a nine with as much of like as a little tall as he is you know as like he he's yeah. like a pest you know if nines are spiking footballs off see you oh, defensive absolutely. yeah defensive players helmets that's a that's scrum half behavior <laughs> he's a guy you're, you're gonna want to punch in the face by the end of the game <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the nine we had on CSU, he's one of my best friends to this day, but we had to pull him out of a couple fights for sure. Yeah. So that, that that's in line. <laughs> that's nine behavior. That's correct nine behavior. So great pick for BVP. Uh, we'll move on over to you, Scott, for your second round pick. I'm a little, little torn for this one because I know, again, Colton kind of in a similar situation as you. I, I get two back to back. I'm kind of, I know sevens is positionless. Like I love sevens. That's probably my favorite brand of rugby to play, but I'm kind of building from the the pack down just to make sure I have that uh, solidity in the, in the front three. So I think I'm going to go um, Joel Dressen. Dressen, um, my bad. Sorry. You're um, and <laughs> the reason behind that is big dude. He would probably play uh, one of my props. And then again, I was just going at ball skills. As a tight end, you have to be able to go up and get that ball, get those hands up. And in sevens, if you don't have the ball, no matter how athletic you are, no matter how good you are, if you can't keep possession, you're not going to win. And so a lot of uh, what I was kind of gearing my team towards was just how how good were they being able to keep possession, being able to view down the field, take on those one-on-ones. Because whereas Sap may not have been able to get that separation or get that quick breakaway, Dreesen would, with his height and with his hands, he could launch that pass. He could kind of get around that guy if need be. And I, I think that that can't be something that's overlooked. Um, and so that's why I went, I went offense again. So offense for, for number two. What do you guys think He's about that He's got the one? barbed wire tattoos yeah, too on his biceps. It's kind of like the rugby vibe, like the flexing, you know, <laughs> run a, through, you want to stiff arm you. He's a big Fort Morgan country boy, man. I feel like you, you need a couple of those guys on your team for sure. Yeah, hard nose, definitely. 
one of uh one of two tight ends in csu football history to be a three-time all-conference selection um first to do it on the he went second team first team second team but had a really nice really nice career at csu obviously played for texans for a little bit that's a great pick one of my one of my childhood idols favorite players so i'm, I'm a little jealous he landed him <laughs> i have a joel Dreesen well, story if you'd like me to tell it it, oh, it yeah. involves the yeti um so it was after the last game at hughes when everybody there was like a bunch of you know former players up there yeah and uh i went out to the great yeti night. yes it was a great night i went out to the yeti afterwards and i saw joel Dries in there carrying just a massive amount of shots like a big tray full of shots and obviously not all for him he was with a lot of different people but dude he was getting mauled at the yeti there's like people like joel Dreesen, oh my goodness like pulling on his shirt pulling on his coat uh and he was just ignoring them he was, he was just walking back to and everyone was like joel those people are trying to get a hold of you and he just was like no leave me alone i'm here to have a good night i'm here to celebrate the end of hughes uh that's my one joel Dreesen story i saw him very briefly at the yeti just uh just a monster of a man that he was everyone trying to get his attention and he he's just walking through the crowd with a with a big tray of shots and if he can shred off the crowd and a bunch of drunk college kids i like his chances on a seventh field too yeah he could probably shred off a few fajines i'm sure and that same so scott the it goes back to you yep um and this one this one might raise a few eyebrows but i have good (laughs) reasoning for it um i'm taking david roddy at three the first oh, and, the first basketball yeah, first, player off the first board. basketball player and the sole reasoning is his footwork inside i mean and the dude obviously is is a huge physical presence as well but watching him especially as we got into tournament play like some of his footwork against guys that were so much bigger than him and he would just maneuver them around inside be able to get up and under him i think would be so valuable in sevens i mean sevens that's how you'll see a bunch of the smaller guys in sevens, what they lack for in size, they'll make up for in just quick footwork. Roddy kind of has both. And so he would probably be in my in my hooker position for my front three. But I think he would be a phenomenal sevens player. Physicality, he kind of already has that. You'd learn the tackle technique. Ball skills, he has that. You can catch pass. You'd learn how to catch rugby passes and all that. But just that footwork, that element, I don't think can ever be – overvalued in a sense especially in rugby and especially in creating space creating space for yourself creating space for others and so i just love that aspect of his basketball game and i think that would transition super well to the field you know i don't know if you if you know this because they mentioned it 18 times a, a broadcast but david roddy was a high school quarterback played football too i've always long considered him like steve adazio's like long lost child like he probably like <laughs> wished he could re- have recruited him but it's yeah, Craig no, Bull's long lost child, man. Wyoming actually offered him. So thank yeah, God he's, he's playing basketball at CSU and not playing football for the Pokes. So this is, you guys have obviously watched a lot more CSU basketball, especially recently than I have. Uh, but one thing I've noticed since I've been around this XO program and as like I've watched these guys transition into rugby is that basketball players are sneaky, like ahead of the pack. Like this is going to be a football heavy draft and it makes sense that, but but I'm glad you you broke the you broke the seal with a basketball player because I think there's going to be a couple more coming down. Line. I know oh, who, I, I, I know who Justin's going to pick. Like I was debating <laughs> and putting him on my list. I'm not tipping picks here, but like as I was going through making my mock draft, uh, there there was one guy for sure that that should go. And I'll be surprised if he doesn't. Uh, but basketball players they know like the space manipulation, they know the ball handling aspect of it. Uh, so that's a good pick. I'm glad that you broke the seal with that one. Uh, and with that, that space one, was huge. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, especially in sevens, too. You got all this room. You don't want to cluster up. You, you want to move the ball around. So, uh, Justin, we'll go ahead and kick it over to you for your third-round pick. Ooh, I, I think this is going to be a little bit of a steal in the third round. I'm going tight end Trey McBride, also current C- CSU football player. Um, you know, earlier Colton was talking about multi-sport athletes really tend to translate well. Well, Trey McBride is exactly that. He's an all-state wrestler. He was the best, you know, football player at his high school. He holds the school record for most home runs on the baseball field. Played basketball, too, so did a little bit of everything at Fort Morgan. Obviously, a beast at CSU. Deceptively, a really good athlete. Like, he runs well. He moves well, so I don't think the cardio would be an issue. But he's also one of those guys that just embraces physicality, takes great joy in blocking, and I'd love to see him in a sport where people have to line up against him without pads. I would agree. I think the one of the big thing you touched on is the wrestling aspect of it. That's huge. 
Um, he already know. I mean, he plays football too. He already knows the contact. He knows how to the double leg takedown. Um, another guy that's not specializing in one sport. He obviously is focused on football now, but he has the the super athletic background, and that's a that's a big plus. I think you kind of touched on it, Justin. But one huge thing in sevens is like yards after contact, because because there's only seven people. Sometimes you'll get isolated, and you have to stay on your feet. You have to work, and you have to like fight through those tackles, even if people are still hanging on you. And just citing McBride's performance in against Wyoming this last year, he had that one touchdown where he dragged that Wyoming player <laughs> for like 15 yards. And so like when I was I was watching that, I think you and I were a couple rows behind each other at that game. But watching that, I was like, oh, like that would translate very well to rugby. Like maybe if football doesn't work out for him, we can sign him to CSU. But I mean that that play specifically, just citing that one, is you're creating time for your teammates to get to you if you do go down or in the sense of that game you're never going to go down and you're just going to score so i think that's phenomenal and like crossover athlete as well like he kind of has all of those skills deceptively nimble too like if you watch the 2019 fresno state game he has a touchdown where he catches the ball you know running towards the sideline jen just cuts up field and just kind of runs on a tightrope full speed outruns like three defensive backs lands on it's one of those where it's like oh man yeah, he's physical. He'll he'll run through you, but he'll run past you too if you come at him with the wrong angle. Uh, unfortunately for you, Scott, I think that football is going to work out for Trey McBride. I don't. Yeah, I think he's going to yeah. make a decent amount of money playing. What makes you guys say on that? Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great pick, though. I for sure think that slipped. Um, you know, that's a good there's pick, another Justin. guy I know that's def. I should have already taken at this point. I think I know who you're talking about, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. If we'll you see. Take we'll see. You. I won't take him, uh, but I, I'll go ahead and guys to transition into my third round pick. And I think I'm surprised this guy's fallen this far, but I feel like I got to take Shaq Barrett here. Right. I'm going with my tackling. Uh, the, my crew can tackle. I got three guys on the board. They can tackle. Uh, we're not going to miss many tackles on my team. Uh, I mean, two time Super Bowl champion. He turned into the best edge rusher in the NFL, arguably. Uh, I'll take Shaq Barrett on my team. But is this NFL Shaq Barrett or is this college Shaq Barrett who still was not on a diet and, you know, that's the reason he ended up going undrafted, which, again, all of that was ridiculous. Just just put on the film. Yeah. But it, it should be added. He's a much better you know, <laughs> athlete cardio-wise this, than this he was This crossed my mind. I don't think you could play sevens and not. He, he would eventually become the Shaq Barrett that he is right now, I think, if he's playing consistent sevens. But, yeah, <laughs> we, might have to, we might have to chip away at some of the marble to get to the statue that he is now uh, that, that, you know, from that extra weight that he had in college. When he, it was well documented that he was eating Wendy's or whatever every single day. But, hey, dude, so was I. That's what I did in college. He's a common man. No, agreed. And, and you want to know what? He had he had a couple of kids in college, so he was balancing that, marriage life, you know, going to class and being the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year. So I'm not going to throw any shade at Shaq Barrett. That's another, a lot. Another thing with Shaq Barrett, too, is uh, I go back to the New Mexico Bowl against Washington State. That man will get you the football out. You know, he will, he will cause some turnovers. What do you have in that game? Like three forced fumbles, like on three plays in a row, it felt like. They just kept getting the ball, and he just kept ripping it back out. So I'll take that guy on my team, turning over the ball, uh, helping us out, making some tackles and, and knocking the ball loose. That's a good pick. I'm, I'm disappointed I didn't <laughs> land Shaq. I did not think that he was going. I didn't even have him on my board because I didn't know where I was picking. I for sure thought like if I didn't take him first, like he was going to go early. So I can't help but feel like that's a little bit of a steal right there. Absolutely. Falling through the cracks, value picks. Okay, this next one might be what? No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not even going to put this energy out into the world. I was uh, I'm, I'm not like the biggest like CSU basketball buff. Uh, it's if you listen to the show I did with Justin a couple weeks ago, um, I, I watched I watched some CSU basketball in my time at school. Didn't ask any questions at the press conferences or anything like that. I just was along for the ride. But digging through the archives, I was going back through the history. Uh, I'm going to take Ryan Yoder with my first pick of the fourth round. He leads CSU in assists, if I'm not mistaken, like all time. That mm -hmm. that will be my nine. He's a he's a littler guy, but I want a guy that, that can dish the ball off. I want a good decision maker, a guy that's not going to turn it over a lot, and you don't get a lot of assists by doing that. So that's who I want to play uh, my scrum half for me, and I, I'm content with that pick. I, I like it. What do you think, Scott? Is that, does that make sense to you? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you want people that 
I mean, Colton, you talked about assists and you want people that get the ball out quickly. Big thing in sevens is you have the first guy getting the ball and you want your second receiver running on because you work in pods of three is kind of the goal. And with your second receiver running on, you can really spread it out wide. And so if you're if your biggest, I guess, trait is being able to spread the ball, get it to your teammates, that's completely valuable and would really help just organize flow in sevens and people try and plan people try and have um certain game plays plays they run one of the biggest elements of rugby and rugby sevens in general is flow and i think being able to continuously assist is like one of the most valuable assets you can have and get the ball to your teammates and just make it consistent really that's more what than I'm anything. Saying. give me give me a guard yeah. give me somebody a floor general mm-hmm. give me somebody that's going to dictate the pace of the game and they're going to be smart with how they do it so that's why i'm taking ryan yoder i like it thinking outside the box i wouldn't have saw that one coming yeah uh that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to be creative here i feel like that's what covid helped me out made my brain a little more creative so that, that was my creative pick and with that, Justin, we'll go ahead and kick it over for your fourth round pick. You know, I think it's it's pretty clear here that, that Scott and Colton have a better idea in terms of building a roster and, you know, the philosophy behind it, because I'm just kind of going pure athleticism here. And I'm just hoping I can I can throw a bunch of athletes on the field and see what happens. That but can work, too. It does I'm work. I'm <laughs> running back Capri Bibbs because there it is. I just think if you had an athlete like Capri, and I know that this might be somewhat offensive to some rugby crowds, but just based on some of the rugby I've watched, like there are certain athletes that are, you know, in the NFL and the NBA, and it's just clear that they're on another level. And that's, you know, I I think you could say the same thing about baseball. Like they don't have the same type of athletes as, you know, the NBA and in the NFL, a guy like Capri Bibbs, that's that fast, that big and that strong. Like those people just don't grow on trees. So I think if you put him out there, he's just a mismatch physically. And, and, I don't know how you bring a guy like him down because people couldn't do it with pads. I, I don't know. He He's just pure muscle. Like, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, I know it's not everything, but he, he just seems like he'd shrug you off and keep going. Well, Joseph, I've been making this argument all year, so I'll let Scott go first, and then I'll pick up the pieces that he leaves behind. So I, I, this is not the first uh, – this is not the first conversation I've had regarding this topic, especially in the year of our Lord 2021. So go ahead, Scott. I was going to say, if we were drafting a 15s team, I would 100% disagree with you because there's like less space. But sevens, he has that space to run. And it's exactly a testament to what you were saying. Like you can't compete with that type of muscle, that type of athleticism. And teams would have to figure it out. Like they would they would play him and then they would have to come back to the drawing board and be like, okay, maybe we have to put two people on him. That creates space out wide. And so I, I, I completely agree. I mean, sevens, because it's so wide, because it's so expansive, if you play it correctly, you – give someone like Capri Bibbs a one-on-one, they're going to beat that almost every time. And they're fast enough to beat it, to beat it out wide, to beat it on the inside. And for some reason, let's say they get three people on them. There you go. You're playing six on three on the other side of the field. So I I know I completely agree with all all the points you made right there. I think you did a good job explaining it, Scott. Uh, Even like in this 15th team, like if we're playing at the international level, it's going to take Capri Bibbs at least two or three years to get up there. But sevens, he's going to shine. We've kind of seen it with the XO team this year. They they were probably a lot better than I think people realized that they would be at sevens, but are at 15s. But I think it's going to be like I think they're just going to be hell on wheels when they play sevens. You have all this space. All Capri Bibbs needed was a little tiny hole, and he was going to run through there and rip it up. So. what did he score? How many touchdowns did he score that one year? 29, 30? I think it's like 31, 31. in 2013. I, I mean, he had a, a five-week stretch where he scored like 15 touchdowns in right. five weeks. Like He scored seven touchdowns against the University of New Mexico in one game. It was, it was at a point where you kind of felt bad for the defense. Like It was just like, like they should probably just take him out because this is embarrassing. <laughs> There was a, yeah, they got to tell him like, hey, man, get two yards and fall down trip. Uh, yeah, Capri Bubs, if he can do that in a Division One football game, NCAA football game, he can do that on a sevens pitch as well. So it's a good pick. Uh, another guy I'm kind of surprised fell that low. Uh, Me too. But, hey, that's a good pick. You got you to gotta take him where you can get him. So, Scott, you go ahead and make your fourth-round pick. I was actually going to take Capri Bibbs next. So <laughs> that's, that's tough. But um, That's tough. <laughs> That's a break break (laughs) of the game, though. So, yeah, true. So, 
I kind of talked about it earlier, but I built my front three just kind of based on size and um, looking at that. And so my backs, the the four, five, six, and seven, are going to be a little smaller, which is probably going to be a point of contention just if guys that I'm going to pick are going up against people like Capri Bibbs. But <clears throat> for my number four pick, I'm going to take Isaiah Stevens because number four would typically be your scrum half roll. And Isaiah Stevens is so shifty and just so smart on the basketball court. Like we were talking about earlier, basketball players and their knowledge of space transition very well to rugby. Um, and I mean, few people in recent years have emulated that as much as Stevens for CSU. Um, and then also kind of picking up, uh, piggybacking off the Ryan Yoder pick, like phenomenal vision, just able to spread the ball wherever he wants. And so that's why I would pick Stevens. The caveat to that is he is smaller and in the game of rugby, Fortunately, that's not the end of the world, but it's definitely something I would have to keep in mind. What do you guys think about that one? He's smaller, but he's one of those guys that he's deceptively strong, especially yeah. for his size. He fights through contact really well, gets to the rim. I think that lateral explosiveness would really play in his favor. And, and you know, I, you know I, I don't claim to be a rugby expert, but like you said, if you need somebody to be, you know, the point man to be deciding where to facilitate he's the perfect option. So that, that seems like a really great value pick. And I, I, I should have put more thought into basketball. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm a big CC basketball guy, but I was definitely thinking football heavy when designing this roster. People always do. And they compare like different sports. It's always the contact ones, but basketball players notoriously actually like a couple camps I went to when I was younger, all of our coaches were always like, Hey, in your off season, play basketball over football if you can. So just for that space awareness the footwork and i mean yep. that would, it would kind of make sense too plus you know don't don't expose yourself to more contact than necessary also true i i think i mean we touched on it already I, we touched on all the basketball points certainly uh, but i'll say it again like being small obviously it can be a disadvantage but it's not the end of the world i know a lot of even like a lot of international you know rugby sevens players have said that you don't need to be huge to play sevens rugby so um certainly is it helps to be bigger and it's nice to be bigger but being small is not the end of the world uh, i mean the captain of the usa sevens team madison hughes is i want to say like five six something yeah. like that and he is okay. arguably one of the best sevens players in the world right now and he's he's been our captain off and on or he's been our captain for the last probably three or four or five yeah. years uh, the only person that takes over captaincy when he's not there is ben pinkelman so yep Fun, who's fun off limits? In, who's off limits? If in case anybody <laughs> forgot, he's off limits. That's why he's not getting picked. So Scott, uh, go ahead and give us your fifth round pick. All right, my fifth round pick. Um, this is pure athleticism, and we are going uh, with Glenn Morris. Throwing it way back um, because we talked about it a little bit earlier, but crossover athletes usually shine the most in sevens, and I can't think of a better crossover athlete than a decathlete because they have to do basically everything. Won the gold medal in 1936 and got the greatest athlete in the world title. So, I mean, in that sense, he's arguably one of the best pure athletes to ever come out of CSU. Sevens rewards athleticism. And if you're able to throw, jump, run, use your hands, like really just kind of all of that base skills of athleticism, I think he's a pretty good choice, especially if he'll be running around fly half. He has that stamina. He has that linchpin to just kind of hold your two groups together. You can do it forever. Um, and so that was kind of my thought process behind that one and just really going off that idea of pure athleticism. I think that's, that's good. It's like you just said, any time you can get somebody that didn't specialize in one thing and does a little bit of everything, they're always going to help your sevens team. So. Uh, that's what I. That's what I have to say about your, your fifth round pick. Just, Can't really argue against somebody that won best athlete in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, that was my thought process. <laughs> I might be the steal of the draft when it's all said and done. Definitely, yeah, the, we have you know we have some NFL players and, and you know some some good basketball players, but neither of us, Justin, have best best athlete in the whole world. That's a that's a unique that's the Nikola title. Jokic pick of this draft. That's the number forty one <laughs> overall. That the Quesarito big, the big commercials playing. Nobody sees it coming, but it turns out to be the steal that that wins you the gold. Yeah, that's a good pick, Scott. Justin, we'll go ahead and jump over to you for your fifth round pick. Man, I had like I had a real clear cut thought on what I was doing here, but now I'm kind of I'm kind of pivoting a little bit. I'm gonna 
play your play your game. Draft something. your draft, man. Draft your draft. Whatever strategy. Draft your draft. Yes. Get you gotta play your game. It's true. All right, I'm gonna go wide receiver uh, Ola B C Johnson, and the reason that I'm gonna do so is he was a multi-sport star in high school, a, a guy that dominated in track. Also was a two-way athlete for his football team, started at wide receiver, played in the backfield, was their starting safety, kick returner, shifty. He's a guy that would be really elusive, but he would able to br- be able to bring you down in the open field. Beyond that, he's a guy that just works really hard. I mean, he was nicknamed the standard because of the, the type of effort that he brought in that, practice. That is a great nickname. Such a good nickname. I just, I, I want guys that are going to be really competitive and, you know, give it their all. And, and BC Johnson, not the biggest guy. But he's he's pure muscle. He's an incredible athlete, and he's really explosive. So that's why I'm, I'm taking him. I think that's a good one. Uh, one of the things too, I think, kind of works in his favor is like you mentioned, he has been successful everywhere he's gone. Now he's on the Minnesota Vikings, but he was a guy that was drafted a little bit lower, so it was nothing was guaranteed for him. So he's proven, you know, back against the wall, he's going to work his ass off, and he's going to work his way out of it. So he need that on the sevens pitch as well. I mean, his entire career, he was playing under wide receivers. I mean, when you come up under guys like Rashard Higgins mm-hmm. and Michael Gallup and you have Preston Williams on the, he got drafted over Preston Williams, mm-hmm. which is nice. And obviously there's some layers <laughs> to that. There's some off field stuff. So, you know, like if we're talking just pure one-on-one ball skills, you know, Preston is a freak, but it, it just shows, you know, what people think of BC and, and the amount of respect that he commands. And I think he would translate really well in rugby. Yeah, I really like your point of just the sheer explosiveness. Um, Colton, I don't know if you uh, this name rings a bell, but Maka Anufe, um, mm-hmm. like a stalwart on the sevens team, kind of off and on. But when he's on, he's arguably one of the best centers in the circuit. And just explosiveness is his bread and butter. And like when it's on, when it works, it works better than anything else in the game of sevens. Like you can't, you just can't defend it. And so, yeah, I think it when he's on, when he can use that explosiveness, that would translate super, super well. Right. I think that's a good pick, Justin. Where where everyone's putting together a very solid draft. I'm, I'm kind of. This is gonna be a hard vote. This I'm, is gonna I'm be hard vote. I'm interested to see what the what the Twitter says. Uh, so when when this graphic inevitably comes out. You know, I'm looking forward to, to seeing who, who comes out on top of this one. Uh, so I guess we'll go ahead and transition it over to me for my next two picks. And I, I'm at a I'm in a hard spot because I do have, you know, I have a lot to choose from. So I need to make sure I don't botch this. So I think this is the guy that kind of like sparked this idea for me in a way. Something I talked about on the show with you, Justin. I think I'm going to take... I think I'm going to take D Hart right here at my I love five. it. I think I'm going to take D Hart. There was a time that one year that he played here for for the Rams. There was a I talked myself into the fact that he was like a legitimate Heisman contender just because he started that season so hot, man. He was just the monster slicing through defenses. He was scoring touchdowns uh, that that went over CU in that Rocky Mountain showdown that uh, that year. I was sitting like front row, like when in the second half, right when he kept running in that end zone is awesome. He was the man, played at Alabama. So obviously uh, elite of the elite running backs, you could you could argue uh, to even, you know, be in that position. And he's a guy, I think if he would have stuck around at CSU for one more year, I think he didn't he have one more year of eligibility. He left school early, I thought. Uh, didn't yeah, it, didn't, he, he dipped when McElwain left. Yeah. I think, you know, if McElwain stays, he probably plays out that year of eligibility. And it's unfortunate because it probably cost him a shot at the NFL. Right. But that's a sleepy great pick, man. Yeah. He's, he was he ran tough, too. Like, he's a smaller guy, but he ran really physical. He was really confident. One of the greatest postgame quotes of all time. He was like, <laughs> somebody was asking about, you know, going up against bigger competition. And he's like, excuse me? Yeah. Like we are the Colorado State Rams. <laughs> like he's put some respect on my name. Yeah. So I love that chip. Love, love a guy like that. And he was just electric. I think I've got I, I've gone on record already saying I've got my tackling covered now. Let's let's get some ball carriers in here. And he's a guy who who would score a lot of tries for me. So that's my fifth round pick. Do you have anything to add to that, Scott? Uh, I love that. I love that quote. I'd never heard that before. And just like. <laughs> The way the way international sevens works is you're playing like a tournament every weekend, every other weekend uh, for like four months straight, five months straight, and you're playing the same team. So 
having that confidence day in, day out going into a tournament when you know the guys you've been playing and like probably won't get in their mental too much, but just kind of pushing buttons a little bit here and there, I think is invaluable, especially like rugby is very much a, like you're, you fight on the field, your friends off it, but even when you can occupy a little bit of headspace that that can go a mile. So I think I, I love that. Okay. Moving into my sixth round pick. So again, this is, this is still hard for me. Give me, Oh, I'm going to take Hollywood Higgins. Give me Richard Higgins. Ah, that's what I added <laughs> next. Dang Give it. Give me Richard Higgins. He's a guy stretch the football field. If we get Richard Higgins in an open space, he's going to, he's going to dust you. If he gets behind you, he's going to score. Uh, obviously had a successful career so far for the Cleveland Browns. So I know he's going to work hard. I know he's going to stay focused and I, I want Richard Higgins on my team. He was the bubble screen king, man. Mm-hmm. He was one of those guys they would just you get him the ball in space, and he's really shifty. It's funny, you know, you kind of look at him when he doesn't have his pads on, and he's not, you know, physically imposing. You know, you don't look at him, you're like, oh, my God. You know, he doesn't have biceps that are, that are like Trey McBride's or anything like that. But then you just watch the way he fought through tackles. Like, he had a deceptively really good stiff arm, really shifty. And, again, I mean, a guy that calls himself Hollywood is clearly mm-hmm. confident. And if we want that mindset, I'm okay if Richard Hollywood Higgins is the guy that's given my pregame speeches. <laughs> and Scott, he, you can tell me what you think. He's built like he's built like a Perry Baker. Like he's almost like mm-hmm. the exact same physique. Like tall, lengthy guy, like a little bit skinny. But give him an inch of space, and he's gone. If you if you try to throw your arm out there, he's going to break the tackle, and he's going to take it the distance. Absolutely. And just like noting that noting his skills with ball in hand and his feet, but also the ability to just get that stiff arm out like that creates so many options in sevens because you have that guy trailing on your inside, you pop it back in, there's there's your glory ball right there. So the fact that he could beat you with his feet, with his speed and with his hands, like that's a triple threat. And I can I think that uh, link to Perry Baker is a great call. I mean, he won world rugby player or sevens player of the year two years in a row for a reason. Yeah, he's a monster. And he's a he's a football convert. He was a wide receiver yeah. that picked up rugby, and he's yeah. a freaking World Sevens player two times in a row, like Scott just said. So thank you for the praise on that pick. I appreciate it. I'll sleep a little bit better at night knowing that you guys like that one. So, Justin, give us your six-round pick. I'm going to go Michael Gallup. Okay. And we've taken a lot of these guys that are like kind of similar and I kind of wanted to spread it out a little bit more in terms of just to give people a a historical perspective. You know, I kind of wanted to cover some of the great athletes, but when a guy like Michael Gallup, who's just, I mean, if we're talking just raw athleticism, one of the, the freakiest guys that I've ever seen can jump through the roof. I mean, you look at his calves and they're, I mean, the dude looks like he's built out of stone. Like he's Mm -hmm. just so impressive and he's again like one of those guys that just was revered for his mentality for his hard work give me those kind of guys any day you know i'm not trying to throw shade at at uh preston williams or anything like that because i didn't take him i took bc and Gallup, but those guys are just they do it right i mean you still could take him if you want justin you got one more pick well depending on if he's you know (laughs) if he's available i guess yeah (laughs) i I would agree with you in every sense of the word like you don't get drafted that early if you're not a good athlete. Um, and he was a freak. He was a, he was like, and maybe it was because it was like right around that era, but it was in my brain. It was always, you know, like Capri was the first guy really that while we were at school that blew my doors off. And then Richard was putting up similar, like crazy numbers. And then when Gallup came in, it was just like a seamless transition. Like, Oh, this guy's freaking awesome too. This guy's going to give you two or three touchdowns a game. This guy's going to put up these crazy numbers and, yeah, he was uh, just the, the the types of catches that he was making too. Super explosive ass, athlete and uh, somebody you, you want to team for sure. Too. Like, yeah. you know, you guys kind of talked about the lateral spacing and the footwork aspect. He's one of those dudes that's a tremendous route runner, um, really great at controlling himself when he's in the air and the way that he comes down. And when you're just that explosive and you have that much control over your body, it, it just seems like you have a leg up on someone. Like, I bet – you know, Mike on the, you know, pickup basketball game can dunk from the free throw line because he's just like one of yeah. those dudes where it's just like, he's just a better athlete than you. I wish I would have seen that. I wish like, was he playing a lot of pickup basketball? I played a little pickup basketball at CSU. I was horrible, but it was always fun <laughs> when you saw like one of the football guys or somebody come in and just like, that guy's just so much better than me. 
me at sports. I would have liked to have seen that. One of my one of my good moments on the in the pickup games was I, I did hit any. a three over a like a third string linebacker. I mean, it wasn't much to brag about, but it was the the one moment <laughs> where I was just like, yeah, nice. I did something over a scholarship <laughs> athlete. Let's go! I like it. bring me on. <laughs> Sign me up, coach. Yeah, dude, you uh, could have played that one year. You station, no you, you station needed people. Excuse my language. <laughs> you station needed some people. You signed up people off the street that one year. So you could you could have signed up. Scott, you ready for your, your sixth and seventh round pick? Yes. We'll see. <laughs> I think because I have the two, and I'm essentially drafting a center right now, but again, it doesn't mean a whole lot in sevens. Yeah. But because I'm a little nervous of the, the size and the – It'd be a couple like transition players from non-contact sports. I'm going to take uh, Clark Haggins. Um, the reason being is because I believe he holds the uh, career sack record at CSU. And you are correct, Clark Haggins. Yeah, but I didn't Clark know Haggins. Oh, yeah. that's two. Um, but he uh, just I'm having that <laughs> having that defensive just fortitude in your back line is so so important because then that makes you not uh, a liability on when you're it's not your set piece and a lot of times in sevens because the flow of the gameplay is so unpredictable when teams can control it they'll be able to execute great moves off lineouts or off scrums and so having him to just lock down that middle of the field especially because a lot of the times your centers are kind of where you play that's the that's the channel you'll attack off a set piece so having him just as a brick wall there i think would be invaluable and also in case one of your front three gets hurt he could easily pop into somewhere in the scrum by far big enough um so that's was my thought process behind that you can teach the ball skills and also i'm sure he probably has a couple couple picks here or there at some point in his career so it probably wouldn't be too far of a stretch um and then yeah what do you guys think about that one before i move on to on to my final that's a good one he was on my list for sure uh he was a fringe guy for me but I, I see what you're talking about. I think you have good points, and it is always nice to, you know, have a guy that can slide down and play prop in a pinch. Yeah, my thought process kind of similar to uh, Martin Yosefo, mm-hmm. where he is just one of the largest people on the field whenever he's on the field, and he he's will a either dog. he will yeah oh, he's he's one of my favorite players on any given day, maybe one of the best sevens players in the world, mm-hmm. and so uh, he was pretty akin to him in that sense. You don't go from walk-on to all-time program leader in sacks without being, you know, somewhat of a beast. I think it would be simply to put – he played with some great guys, and that obviously is going to help you, but he's a guy who, you know, had success as a defensive end, played some stand-up linebacker in the NFL, so he's got the versatility, got the footwork. Feels like a steal. I mean, one. I, I think he probably should have gone a lot earlier than the, the sixth round here. He got picked, though. That's good. It's not about where you get picked. It's about what you do with the opportunity, right? Isn't that what they say? That's true. The opportunity <laughs> on a hypothetical seven <laughs> Yeah. Scott, go ahead and give right. us your, your last pick. Final one. I need I need speed on the outside, so I'm going to go with Preston Williams. It was between. It was always between him, Higgins, and Gallup, and uh, Higgins and Gallup got taken. So definitely Preston Williams just got that speed. Like we've kind of talked about that explosiveness, there's that footwork on the outside. You need to be able to beat people. A lot of if you're a good sevens team, you're going to stretch people thin. You're going to score on the wings, and having that finishing ability um, is just invaluable. So he he's going to round out my team. He was gonna he was gonna be Mr. Irrelevant for me. I will say I was gonna pick him. We're taking just his ability on the field. We're not talking about anything else. We're taking. Uh, I was gonna take Preston Williams. Oh, I like that pick. At one point, the number one overall wide receiver high school recruit in the entire country. So that kind of gives you the the type of pedigree that he was viewed at a five-star recruit going into Tennessee. And again, just, you know, had some off-field stuff in it that ultimately kept him from getting drafted. He has the type of talent to be, you know, a third round, second round pick in the NFL. Just a better athlete. Like, you know, it's it's one of those where it's just, it all comes down to matchups at some point. And if it's him one-on-one against somebody else, good luck because he's 6'5 and he moves, you know, his 40 wasn't great. It was like a 4'7", but I don't care. When you're that big, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's that's correct. Uh, you know, that's a great pick, Scott. That's what, like I said, I was going to take him. 
So I'm kind of scrambling here, thinking about what I'm going to do. But fortunately, I have a pick to decide. So Justin, you want to go ahead and round out your team for us? I'm really, I got to stall for a second because I got to, <laughs> all right, let me go th through my roster. I got Jack Christensen, BVP, Trey McBride, Capri Bibbs, Old BC Johnson, and Michael Gallup. Yep. So I feel like I have good speed. Mm -hmm. I feel like. Dude, you, Justin, you can't, oh, we're frozen here. What's going on? I may have a video. Oh, we're froze. Sorry. Good. That's okay. Yeah. You can't, you can't escape this draft without picking the guy. Like I had you penciled in to pick. I could tattoo it on my skin. Now I'm curious. Cause now I, now I don't think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> no, you're talking you about the free bibs. No, I'll that tell earlier. you at the end, dude, uh, I'm not going to take him. He's, he wouldn't fit my team, but I thought for sure, like when we were building this, you were going to put him in there. I didn't even like consider putting him on the list because I was like, "Oh, Justin can take that guy." Oh man, now I'm so now now I'm like, who am I missing? Who did? Who Adam should Pistol I have? Would? No, I don't think it's <laughs> all, right. all right. I'm just gonna pick someone. Pick this isn't this isn't good listening, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make <laughs> my mind. Bad radio. <laughs> all right, um, I. I feel like I'm missing physicality a little bit and that's why I'm kind of tempted to take, you know, like a, a linebacker or, you know, somebody like that. But I do also kind of want to represent basketball at some point. <sighs> I'm still stalling guys. I have, I have no idea. How There's I'm so many here. different ways you could go. <sighs> Dude, I might I'm have gonna... to put you on a shot clock. I'm going to take Gian Clavel. That's the guy. Um, That's him. That's the guy. That's him? Yeah, I was like, if Justin doesn't take this, we got to – I mean, I only have to throw this episode in the trash. That wouldn't even make sense. That's your guy. You know, he, Yeah, he's my guy. I, I got to pick him. Good friends in real life. Um, a tremendous athlete. Really one of those dudes where, you know, the lateral quickness, the footwork, I think would really translate really chippy. You know, like one of those guys that if you get in his face, some guys on the basketball court – Let's be real. They're fake tough. You know, they're puff my chest out, hold me back type of guys. Gian was not that. Gian's the kind of guy where if you get in his chest, he might swing on you. And I want that on my rugby team. I want that toughness. Really, really strong. Again, like could jump through the roof. I just I want that chippiness. And I think his role as a basketball player would help me from a facilitation standpoint. Yeah. I, Even though that's not exactly what he was known for on the basketball right. court. More of a Allen Iverson, I'm going to dribble it up and jack up a three here but i love him i love him so i gotta take him he was a he could steal the ball too which i think it would be big help in this like he could get you the ball um he was a little bit of an electric factory which is what you need so I, he's a good pick like i said i would have picked him i even if you didn't pick him right there i was like man he i don't think he would have fit on my team but it was in, it was in my brain i would have been a steal from you because that's your guy i was just i had set my watch to you picking gian clavel <laughs> so i'm glad that you did it because this would have been a Man, I would have, dude, I would have had to like restart my whole day. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, like I said, like you said, too, he's a good facilitator. If he chooses to be, he can steal the ball. He could do a little bit of everything for you, and you need those utility men. I think especially like he – I think his last season was the year before my freshman year at CSU, but I remember watching him and just he would go on these runs where all of a sudden he was the best player on the floor and it wasn't even close. And you need that in sevens. You need that kind of person that's just like, okay, now I'm going to take over. And so I think he would be definitely someone that could do that for you. So I like that, especially late in the late in the draft. That's a good pickup. Gian right. Clavel dropped 37 points out on the road at San Diego State in Viejas. And it's it just kind of in reference to what Scott's talking about. He hit a game-winning layup where he went coast to coast and basically just like jumped through three dudes, threw it off the backboard and went in. And it was just one of those, well, yeah, of course Gian did it. Like if anybody else does it, you're just like, that wouldn't even make sense. But he's just one of those dudes, like, crossover, step back with a three and a hand in his face. He'll probably bank it in, and that's what he would do. Like, it was just – it was stupid, the type of plays he could make. And I very much miss watching him in Moby Arena. Although, you know, you got a couple of pretty good ballers yourself on this team with David Roddy and Isaiah Stevens. And you got the continuity factor working for you, which I like. We didn't – is important. That yeah. That is true. Uh, I'm glad you have some basketball represented on your list too, Justin. That's important. Uh, I'm glad you got your guy. So I guess I'll go ahead and round it out with Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, I still have 
Like I can, I can all, I think I can draft my board. I think there's only one guy that you guys picked that I wanted really bad on my board. Um, so I'm trying to decide if I want to, maybe I want to go with the continuity factor, but I think I'm going to take with my last pick, I think I'm going to take Ray Jackson. I'm going to take Ray, I'm going to take Ray Jackson. Give me another guy that can tackle. Give me the, the all-time leader in interception. So he's going to anticipate some passes. He may take some passes the other way. Uh, give me Ray Jackson. That's going to be, that's going to be my team. I'm proud of the team that I just put together right now. There were a lot of good football players that didn't end up getting taken, <laughs> I know, especially which, from some of those nineties teams. Yes. So there's going to be some older CSD fans that are a little butt hurt. So but if, that's okay. if you want to talk, uh, I mean, we, we can, I took Ray Jackson. That's my pick. We, we don't even really need to discuss it that much. So I'll go ahead and read everyone's team and then we can get into some honorable mentions. If that sounds good to you guys. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So starting out, Scott, you had the first pick. Scott went Cecil Sapp, Joel Dreesen, David Roddy, Isaiah Stevens, Glenn Morris, Clark Higgins, and Preston Williams. You feel good that's about that one, That's an athletic team, man. <laughs> and that's a versatile team. Yeah. Uh, Justin, Jack Christensen, Bradley Van Pelt, Trey McBride, Capri Bibbs, Ola B.C. Johnson, Michael Gallup, Gian Clavel. The smart team. <laughs> I like it. And then my team... Uh, Joey Porter, Kevin McDougal, Shaq Barrett, Ryan Yoder, D. Hart, Rashard Higgins, and Ray Jackson. I'm pleased with my I feel team, like Colton's man. Colton's on paper. These are really t- like there's a pretty decent argument for all three. I think. Yes. I mean, obviously, my rugby knowledge is limited here, but these are, these are fun teams. See, I this was a I had a great time putting this together. Like you said, Justin, there's a lot of good players left off, and I guess we can kind of get into some honorable mentions right now. Uh, Scott, you wanna you wanna give us a couple? Yeah, a couple I still had on my on my board. I had um, I had uh, Garrett Grayson, I believe, right? Um, and GG. Yeah, instead, and so I was torn between him and Glenn Morris because I wanted that like kind of quarterback mindset, but then just sevens kind of chose athleticism over it. Um, obviously, BVP kind of you get a mix of both there because of all the rushing, but. Garrett Grayson was really the biggest one I had left on my board. I'm kind of everyone kind of took everyone else that I had on my board. So you guys did a great job of, of stealing all my picks from me. But um, Grayson would have been interesting because yeah. he's he's one of the guys where one he ran a really impressive pro style offense under Jim McElwain, commanded the field, very very intelligent guy. So I think the savviness would help him and. You know, he actually he got hurt early in his career, but before he did, he kind of ran around. You know, he was kind of a dual threat quarterback early in his career, but just took too many hits, and they were like, "You don't know what? Stay in the pocket, dude. We need you out here running the offense." But right. I think you made the right pick with Glenn Morris. I mean, one of the greatest all around track stars in U.S. history. So that's a mm-hmm. that's a steal. Yeah, I would agree. I think you went with the right choice there, uh, Garrett Grayson. I could see. Uh, he's a friend of uh, Tani Tupo, who's playing prop for the Exos right now. He, that was the first thing Tani ever asked me. He said, you went to CSU? And I was like, yeah. He said, you know GG? And I was like, Garrett Grayson? And he said, yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know him, but like, I know who that is. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he's like, that was my boy. He's from Washington, too. So a couple Washington guys. So uh, And rugby's big in Washington, so he's probably been exposed a little bit. He's probably been around some some Islanders up there. And so he probably knows he, he knows what he's getting himself into, too. Uh, do you have any other honorable mentions, Scott, before we jump over to Justin? Honestly, all my I kind of had each position listed out with a couple options. That was really the that was the only one that didn't get taken. Okay. So that's good. Not then. not anymore on my board. Justin, I, I would assume you have a few. Yeah, I mean I got I got some guys I can ramble through. I won't I won't <laughs> give as much context on everybody, yeah, that's but fine. You know, running back Dalen Dawkins, I think mm-hmm. lateral speed, you know, really, really fast. Here's a guy that was versatile as a pass catcher and as a running back. So I think he, he brings you a little bit of flexibility with what he could do. Um, another running back, you could go guard trial Johnson, a.k.a. the Predator. If you want to throw uh, some exciting highlights Dude, you, on, turn on could, the 2008 New Mexico Bowl. You could have had so like an all-nickname team. That would have been, yeah, I should have done that. That would have been fun. Just BVP, the Predator, Hollywood. The Standard. You could have put together an all-nickname team. He just, man, he was awesome. He was one of those guys that 
wore his jersey too tight so that you could see his abs. Like one of those guys, yeah, I look good out here and I want you to know it as I run through you. Loved his mindset, loved his physicality. Um, Joe Hansley, a guy mm-hmm. that we talked about on the Rams pod a while back, versatile athlete, played, did a little bit of everything when he was, you know, coming out of high school, ended up being a wide receiver, punt return, superstar for CSU. Um, you guys can cut in if you want to say anything at any point. Too. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off. My computer's going to die here pretty soon, though, Justin. So I'm going to go ahead and round out my list really quickly with some honorable mentions, and then we'll sign off. So, guys, I thought Steve Bartolo was a guy I really wanted to take, but I didn't. Uh, Damon Washington would have been another one if I wanted to go with the continuity. A lot of basketball players, I think, would have worked out. Peace Horning would have been a good one. He's another guy who steal steal, the basketball a lot. J.J. Avila. He would have been nice, kind of do a little bit of everything. Gian Clavel was on that list, that short list. And then another guy I think Sneaky would be good is Stanton Kid. He's a guy I always liked watching. Um, another That's guy. why I almost took over Gian, just because we're talking raw explosiveness. Stanton is – and we're talking like hops. Stanton yeah. threw some dunks down that would leave you like speechless. Right. One of the best pound-for-pound pound athletes that's come through CSU. An absolute freak. Yeah, no, he was on my shortlist for sure. He was uh, one I was thinking about taking if it got if I got into a sticky situation. So, but that does it. That's the, that's the snake draft, guys. That's the CSU uh, sevens team snake draft. Thank you so much for taking the time to come chat with me and do this. Uh, I know Justin kind of wading out into some unfamiliar waters, but I hope everybody enjoyed this. Justin and I are going to be rolling through, you know, a lot more of these. We're going to try to go through every beat, so we're going to be doing this. Uh, for the next couple of weeks. So the plan is to start this LA sevens week and then lead us into the Olympics. So keep up with everything we've got going on here at the NVR rugby on Twitter at the NVR underscore rugby or at Colton Strickler. Give my man, Justin, a follow as well at Justin T Michael, uh, and follow everything he's doing with the Rams at the NVR underscore Rams and give my man, Scott, a follow as well at Scott underscore N I E S 98. Uh, make sure you're checking out all the work that we're putting out and, and stick along for these snake traps that we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks because it's going to be a ton of fun. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you back here next week.